0: A God Is an awesome God He reigns From the heaven above With wisdom, power and love Our God is an awesome God He's an awesome God He reigns from the heaven above with wisdom power and love Our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God, He reigns from the heaven above with this. Jump power and love, Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God, He reigns from the heaven above with this. Jump power and love, Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God I'll stand my arms are in heart abandoned in arms of the one who gave it all. I'll stand my soul lot to you, surrendered all I am is yours. I'll stand my arms I in heart abandoned in arms of the one who gave it all. I'll stand my soul lot to you, surrendered all I am is yours. I'll stand, my arms I and heart abandon, in arms of the one who gave it all. I'll stand, my soul, lot to you surrendered, all I am is yours. Testing the spirits in Christian churches. Beloved, believe not every spirit, by, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out of, into this world, hereby know he the spirits of God. Even every spirit that confesseth that, that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist whereof we have. That it should come, and even now, already it is in the world. Terrible damage has been done among us, among us, God, God's people, because of failure to heed the scripture directing us to test the spirits. God's word makes it very plain that in these last days in which we are living, Saturn's work will be done primarily through deception and from within the Christian church. Now, the spirit speaketh expressly that in a later time, some shall depart from the faith. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of the devils, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministry is also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Unfortunately, Christians are far too gullible. They try. Um, they trust. Anybody and anything that appears to come from the spiritual world or in a supernatural way as being from God They totally disregard the sober warnings given throughout scripture that Saturn will work into in our time through false teaching false miracles false verse of knowledge false prophecies and false manifestations of Godliness They blindly follow leaders because of their charisma blindly accepting everything they say they assume that uh, because They speak about the Lord and look and act like servants of God, that they are servants of God. Very few people ever stop to evaluate what a pastor says or search out the scriptures for themselves. They never test the spirits. They make the terrible mistake of assuming that anything anyone uses the word Lord or Christ or even Jesus that are referring to the God and Jesus of the Bible. This is, um, this is a terrible mistake. We are living in perilous times. We must always make everyone who claims to be serving God define for us exactly which God they are serving. If they cannot, without any prompting, tell you that uh, they serve the Jesus who is God Almighty, uniquely divine. Was born of a virgin, walked in this earth and the flesh and uh, sinless life, died on the cross for our sins, rose from the grave on the third day and now sits in the heaven at the right hand of the God, the Father, then they are not serving the one true God. Testing the spirits in Christian churches is an era that few people want to speak about, but it is an area that we must address, especially because the Bible so clearly tells us that the Satan will walk through false teachings and seducing spirits. We must understand that these spirits are present in all Christian churches. Saturn will work in any way he can to bring uh, bring error into every Christian church regardless of its doctrine. I want to make clear that I am not trying to criticize any particular line of doctrine or demonization. I only want to discuss a few common practices found within a wide range of Christian churches and point out some dangers. I cannot emphasize enough the uh, need to continually study the Word of God and prayfully check out everything that is taught in our church. We must uh, we vigilantly test the spirits and frequently get our faces before going uh, God again, uh, God asking Him to reveal sadness deceptions. Please let me point out that uh, there is only one Bible. You will always find areas of disagreement in any book you read or with any church weapon. There is only one perfect book, the Bible. However, we must constantly be on the alert for doctrines and practices which open us up to demonic influences and detract from the glory of Jesus Christ our Lord. Laying on of hands. The laying on of hands is widely practiced in many Christian churches. The basic scriptural foundation for this practice is found in many places in the New Testaments. Any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anointing him with oil in the name of the God. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another, that ye may be healed, An effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hands on his, on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Long time therefore, abode thee speaking boldly in the Lord, we gave testimony unto the world of his grace, and granted sins and wonders to be done by, the, by their hands. And it came to pass that the father of uh, Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of the Christ that has gone on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of the faith towards God of doctrine of baptisms. And of laying on of hands in the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment, and this will be and this will be do if God permits. However, there is one much overlooked scripture in all of this: Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other man's sins. Keep thyself pure. This is very important. 1 Timothy 5:22. I'm convinced that. The practice of the laying of hands has become so popular in our day because of the egoship it can give the person ministering in such a way. The very act itself inevitably draws a certain amount of attention to the person who lays on his hands. This is why we must be careful in this area. Our natural self desires to bring glory and attention to ourselves, not to God. Therefore, this is an area too, in which Saturn tries to work very frequently, quite successfully I must add, in the scriptures, the people laying on hands were always described as elders or leaders who have proven servants of God. Also the scriptures quoted in Timothy carefully instructs us to be careful about who we lay our hands on. Much evil can occur either direction. Please let me warn you, the reader, to be very careful both in the area of who you permit to lay your hands on you and who you lay your hands on. If you submit yourself to someone whom you don't really know, you can directly open yourself to a transference of demons. This is a tactic particularly used by Satan within the charismatic churches. How many men and women who travel throughout the country professing to be the servants of the God, laying their hands on the countless people, are actually servants of Saturn. We would be absolutely horrified if we knew. Remember, Saturn tries to mimic everything that God does, and Saturn and his demons can work miracles. For thee, thee, there shall arise false cries and false prophets, and shall shew great sins and wonders, in so much that, if we were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. The laying on the hands is commonly practiced in occultic rituals in order to effect a transfer of demons. Let me give you an example of this occurring in a Christian church. Leah, not her real name, is a woman in her late thirties 16 years ago. She was a prostitute and, and heroine sorry, heroin addict in Los Angeles. One night, someone stopped her on the street, ha- handed her a, ta- a and presented the gospel to her. She was so convicted that she went back to her room and fell into her knees and wept. She repented of her sins and asked Jesus to forgive and cleanse her. Leah said that she spent the next half coughing up the most horrible stuff she had ever seen. She knew she was demon possessed and realized that the Lord was driving all of the demons and out of her. She stopped heroin, cold turkey and never had a withdrawal symptom. The next morning, Leah went out and, and brought a Bible. She spent the next three months regard, uh, reading God's word. She obtained and kept a, ready, a steady job for the first time in her life. Within four months after making Jesus a Lord and Savior, she was back out on the streets again. Only this time she was leading the pimps and prostitutes to the Lord. Her entire life has changed. Her joy was reading God's Word, praying and doing His work. The Lord spoke to her through the Holy Spirit and guided her from day to day. Now, if, every, uh, if ever I saw anyone in which I would say the power of the Holy Spirit was manifested, Leah said, about 10 months after her conversion, as Leah was looking around for a church, she ran into a woman who claimed to be a Christian. This lady asked her if she had received. Uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Leah did not know what this was but wanting everything the Lord wanted to give her. She listened to the woman. The woman took her to her house and laid her hands on Leah trying to get her to speak in, uh, speak in tongues. Leah could not and was overwhelmed with guilt because the woman told her she was grieving the Holy Spirit. The woman accused Leah of refusing to let him speak through through her tongues. Then she told Leah to come to church with her with her the following night. A special guest speaker was in the town, and Leah was told that after the her service uh, he would lay his hands on her, and she would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and would speak in tongues. Leah did not know from her intensive study of Bible that something like this has occurred in Samaria. Uh, let's take a look at that scripture. But when the when they believed Philip. Preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem here that uh, Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto the Peter and John, who, when they were come, John prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Holy Ghost. For as he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then lay they, uh, they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. However, please note that the Scripture does not mention specifically that these people spoke in tongues. Also, Leah did not know to test spirits as found in one John four one two. Leah went to the to the church service that night that night with. Great expectations. After the service, she was far, she went forward, knelt down, and the main ministering that uh, night laid his hands on her and prayed. Leah said that as he prayed, she felt as if a ball of fire struck her in her stomach, with such a force that she was thrown up backwards on her back on the floor. The fire spread up into her chest, and immediately she started speaking in tongues. Everyone rejoiced, saying that she had received the Holy Spirit. However, the following years were proved to were to prove that Leah had received an unholy spirit. Troubles started almost, almost immediately. She had continued stomach and in- intestinal problems, uh, which the uh, doctors could neither diagnose or cure. She began having difficulty hearing the Lord speak to her and in the reading in her Bible. By the time I met her, 16 years after her conversation, she was completely unable to maintain a clear mind long enough to read the Bible for more. than a minute or two at a time, the only way she could pray was in tongues. She was very ill, discouraged, and depressed. I realized that Leah most likely had a demon of false tongues. I asked her if she could speak in tongues any time she wanted. She said yes, so I asked her to start speaking in tongues and keep speaking in tongues regardless of what I said. As Leah started speaking in tongues, I said the following I said the following You spirit speak uh, speaking through Leah in tongues in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, I command you to tell me what do you have to say about Jesus and what Jesus do you serve. Leah was horrified when cursing come um, uh, started coming out of her mouth. She clapped her hand over her mouth to stop the flow of words. The spirit speaking in tongues had flunked the test. Uh, He was quite obviously a demon. Leah has allowed a man whom she did not know to lay hands on her and then she had accepted what had happened to her without testing the spirit she had received. Uh, She suffered for 16 years because she had not known the necessity of testing the spirits. You may ask how could a demon or false tongues have gotten into Leah since? Uh, she was a Christian, wasn't she protected? The answer is no, because she disobeyed God's commands given in the Bible. She subjected herself to a person whom she did not know, accepting whatever she chose to give to her. Secondly, she again violated God's words by not testing the spirits she received to be sure it was the Holy Spirit. To get rid of demon, Leah simply asked the Lord to forgive her for not completely following the Spirit. Then she spoke aloud and commanded the demon of the false tongues to leave her in the name of Jesus Christ. Her stomach intestinal problems were immediately healed. I heard from her again 16 months after she kicked out of the demons. She joyfully told me that she could again read the Bible free from in- interference and her relationship with the Lord was closer than I had ever been. She could pray freely and joyfully. Oh. How many people have received demons of a false tongues, prophecy, etc., by accepting the laying, of, laying on hands by a person who is not truly a servant of God? How many have accepted demonic healings through, their same, through the same error? The Lord has dealt very strongly with their line and myself on this issue. We never permit anyone to lay their hands on us until, until, unless we first have assurance from the Lord that that was he wants us to do many times we are tempted to allow people to lay their hands on us and pray simply out of politeness not wanting to make anyone mad a true servant of god will not be insulted if you explain to him or her that you are not led of the lord to have them lay their hands on you false servants will give you very angry humility is the mark of a true servant of the lord uh, we live in perilous times be very cautious about who you submit yourself and your children to there there, there are many wolves in the sheep's clothing signs and wonders i'm increasingly concerned with the romance going on between christians and miracles a very large percentage of christians seek after nothing but miracles somehow they have a, had the idea that they should sail through the life with no troubles commanding god to work miracle after miracle to satisfy their every Jesus directly addressed such an attitude while he was here on the earth. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto him but the sign of prophet Jonas, and he left them and departed. A wicked and adulterous generation Certainly describes the current state of our world. Too many, too many seek only for the relief from their problems, rather than from for God's will in their lives. We must be careful that our desire for ease and relief from pain or whatever does not lead us into accepting miracles from the wrong source. For false Christ and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce. If it were possible, even the, even the elect, but take ye heed! Behold, I have foretold you all things. We most certainly have a miracle-working God. However, too many Christians simply assume that uh, any and all miracles are from God. They are making a terrible mistake, is, scripture is clear, demons can heal, they can produce false manifestations of every work of Holy Spirit, and they are working, in, um, working mightily in this way in these last days. It is well known that Buddhist priests, African witch doctors, American Indian medicine men, and others in many parts of the world are able to effect miraculous cures. Now, the New Age, which is with, with its westernized vision of Hinduism, is offering us an amazing uh, variety of demonic miracles. The Roman Catholic Church certainly is not far behind in miracles. Even this stigmata, false demonic, demonic miracle accepted over the years in the Catholic Church, has come to be accepted by, the, by some Christian churches. Especially within the charismatic movement, how are we to sort out of all these false miracles from the real ones? Often the only way is to ask the Lord directly to give us the guidance. But there are a few keys we can look for, or the healings etc. performed whenever the person with the the supposed gift chooses. God heals only when he chooses, not when we choose. Do, not, uh, do the miracles take place in such a manner as to bring attention to the person through whom they are worked? The Holy Spirit has one goal in the mind, to bring glory to the Jesus Christ. He never works in a way to bring glory to a human being, which brings up in, in another point. Does the person doing the miracle uses vocation to make money above his basic needs. If so, then he is not a true servant of God. What is the long-range result of healing of miracle? Is a person drawn closer to the Lord, demonstrated by the obedience to God's commands and a hunger after God's word, or do they simply rejoice briefly and they go on with their life as usual? Each time a miracle is recorded in Acts, the people rejoice and serve the Lord as a result. Many Christians open themselves to demons through a lusting of miracles. Ministries who teach signs and wonders, fall to the error by teaching that God always wants to do such signs and get into the trap of having to make God, God perform every time and place His speak on the subject. God is just cap, as capable of healing in a quiet and private manner as He is in an open public meeting with lots of attention given to the people involved. Do not get caught up in Christian show business. I have met countless people whose fate has been shipwrecked by false servants of God telling them that they have not received a miraculous healing because they lack faith or because they must be sin-, sin in their life. Unfortunately the example given by Job's three friends is being followed by many in the Christian churches today. Uh, Job's three friends said that Job experienced all these troubles because of some sin in his own life. They foolishly knew nothing of what has gone on to this heaven between Saturn and the Lord, just prior to the tragedies. The Bible is very clear that Job did not sin in any way to bring about his troubles. How easy it is for a minister to place the blame on the person who does not receive a miraculous healing if the miracle doesn't occur when the minister prays for them. Of course, such reasoning always makes a minister look good, placing the blame of the unfortunate person with a problem. Many times miracles do not do occur, but again we must always be testing and proving everything Jesus said. Not everyone that uh, saith unto me, Lord, Lords, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that that doeth that will of my Father which is in the heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in the name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works, and then will I profess unto them, I I never knew you depart from me, ye that uh, work in iniquity. Quite obviously, a miracle is not necessarily necessarily from God. Just because somebody says they are performing a miracle in Jesus' name, we must be made in um, we must be much in prayer and continue, continuously on our faces before the Lord is uh, in these matters. Our greatest safeguard is found in the Lord's prayer: "Father, they will be done on this. They will be done on this earth as as it is in the heaven." It is probably the area where Saturn has had greatest success in our in day. Christians have made the terrible mistake of uh, assuming that all tongues are from God. How wrong they are. The example given of Lee earlier in, there, in this chapter is ample proof of this. It, will know, it, it is well known that many occultic rituals are done in tongues. People involved in TM and many other forms of Eastern meditation speak in tongues and a very large number of Christians uh, falling under peer pressure simply memorize several phrases with the, which they repeat over and over again in various combinations thinking that they are then speaking in tongues and they uh, were all filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to speak with other tongues and the Spirit gave them utterance. And there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God, which worketh in all, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit, the word is a word of wisdom, to another the wisdom of knowledge, by the same Spirit, one another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but all of these work that, that one one of the self-same spirit divine to every man, severally as he will. This is the one, one of the most overlooked portions of the scripture that the Holy Spirit gives his gifts as he will, not as we humans want. To say that the Holy Spirit will always work in a certain way in the giving of gifts in the gross area, I personally cannot find scriptural justification for doctrine that the Holy Spirit always gives every Christian the gift of tongues. Unfortunately, most Christians who accept this teaching tend to be very lax about testing the Spirit speaking in tongues. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, it will be uh, by two or at, ma- at the most by three, and that be by course and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, Let him keep silence in the church, and let him speak to himself and to the God. Disobedience to the scripture has opened up churches to a massive inflow of demonic forces. Satanists speak easily in the tongues directly from demons. They place uh, curses upon the church, the pastor, and the people without anyone knowing that this is what they are doing because there is no interpretation and no testing of spirits. Pastors refuse to control or rebuke demonic tongues because they do not want to risk an angering their congregation thereby losing their support. I have seen demons of false tongues actually interpret an entire church service with all sorts of uh, theatrics and tears. The pastor made no move to stop them. Neither did anyone interpret what the demon was saying. This is in direct violation of God's word. How can the Lord bless us in our disobedience? The Catholic charismatic movement is a case in point. No one tests the spirit speaking in tongues. Through these people, many Christians have rushed to accept these people with open arms, even bringing in Catholic priests to teach in their churches. But what does God's word have to say about this? But ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowships hath righteous with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Belial. In chapter 11, we clearly demonstrated from the documents of Roman Catholic Church that they do not worship the Jesus of the Bible. This uh, being so, why are so many Christians embracing those still involved in active idolatry as brothers and sisters in the Christ? I repeat, demons can speak with tongues. This throat is an open shepherd uh, cube with their tongues, and they have used cite the poison of asses under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. The fact that Catholics speak in tongues is not proof that they are filled with Holy Spirit. Too many of these uh, pre- uh, precious Catholic souls assume that because they are speaking in tongues, they are saved. How can the Holy Spirit be operative and manifesting in a system of idolatry? Those involved in Catholic charismatic movement who really start reading and studying the Bible uh, soon realize that they must separate themselves from the uh, idolatrous Roman Catholic Church if they are going to uh, serve the true Jesus of the Bible. Uh, The Holy Spirit operates in a mighty way and He gives His gifts as He wills to the people. But Saturn is on the march as he never before, seeking to receive and destroy as many as he can in the short amount of time left to him. We must be on the alert at all the times and test the spirits continually. If he if you have received the gift of tongues through someone laying hands on you and you never and you now wonder if we, it was really of God or not, you can handle the situation with a very simple prayer saying like this Father, I wish to serve you in purity and truth. If the tongues I received are truly from the Holy Spirit, then I thank you for it. But if they are not, I reject and renounce them in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord, and I ask you to take them away. I ask you and thank you for this in Jesus' name. Prophecy and Words of Knowledge How much damage Satan has done in this area, both directly through his own service and through, Jesus, through Christians. Uh, who unwittingly opened themselves upon uh, to his power. Too many Christians think that they must blank out their minds so that the Holy Spirit can speak through them or control them. Do we think the Holy Spirit is so weak that he cannot override our active minds to speak to us? The Bible clearly shows us that we are, we are to actively cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Anytime we blank our minds, the Spirit speaking through us is most likely not the Holy Spirit. Many so-called prophecies given by people who blank out their minds are actually demonic prophecies. Uh, we are never to accept a word of knowledge or prophecies without seeking confirmation from the Lord as to its true source and searching the scriptures to see if it is in the agreement with the God Spirit Let the prophets speak two or three and let the others judge. The scripture shows us that the prophets are to be judged or tested. There are a few keys that help us recognize demonic words of knowledge and prophecy. Never in a human being glorified by the Holy Spirit. But never does the Holy Spirit lay guilt on a Christian for someone's sin which has been confessed and forgiven. Demons frequently do both Demons frequently try to establish their credibility by telling someone incidents from their past but no one else in the room would know. Demons know everything that has happened in our lives except the thoughts and inten- intentions of our hearts. They, they are also have uh, had almost 6000 years of practice in dealing with humans. They can pretty well guess what is going on in someone's mind given any particular set of circumstances. Remember, the Holy Spirit never shows up. He always draws attention to Jesus. Uh, a recounting of past incidents of uh, feelings in a person's life is a very common trait of demons. That is what the occultic clairvoyance and mediums do. The Holy Spirit always gives you time to check out any directions he gives you. Demons push you to act in a hurry before you have time to check. The directions with god's word we must be careful to seek the lord for confirmation and check everything uh, out against the bible before we accept any prophecies or words of knowledge as being from the lord How wonderful god wants to speak to each other of us individually we have one in one place jesus christ the frequent seeking of a word from the lord through another person is evidence of a poverty in a person's own relationship with the Lord we must develop a relationship with the Lord whereby we hear him speaking directly to us God is the only one we can rely on we are heading into serious trouble if you, are, if you rely on other human beings to tell us what God wants they leads to the development of priesthood which is an abomination in the eyes of God for there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. The expression of people being seen in the scripture is a common one among us, many charismatic churches. The practice is that people go forward and are either anointed to toil or someone lays hands on them for prayer. During the prayer, they lose consciousness either completely or particularly to the extent that they fall to the floor. The teaching is that they come under the power of the Holy Spirit to such an extent that they become unaware of the surroundings of all the physical bodies. I consider this a very dangerous practice for the following reasons. First of all, I cannot find any scripture telling us that the Holy Spirit is going to knock us unconscious. I do find scriptures telling us to control our minds, to be alert and to be vigilant. If you accept a state of unconsciousness from any source without first testing the spirit, then you have directly opened yourself up to the entrance of demons. Falling into a state of unconsciousness is a very common in all occultic rituals and eastern religions. This practice can be very hazardous especially for those coming out of the occult. Larry, not his real name, is a case in point. Larry is a 29-year-old man who has been involved in Satanism since he was 15 years old. He became a high priest by the age of 21 and has travelled the um, U.S. Troubleshooting for the brother who recently he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and rejected Satan. Uh, His struggle for deliverance was intense and he was involved by many powerful demons. Uh, However, the preserved end was finally uh, finally incompletely delivered. Suddenly, two weeks later, the demons were all back in again. I talked with Larry extensively looking for the doorway, but we were unable to find it. A week later, even even more demons were in and he was in a very bad state. I finally found the clue through a friend who attends the same church as Larry. For the past two Sundays, Larry had gone forward for prayer and has lost consciousness immediately. In fact, I found out later that the church people were most impressed with Larry's experience with the Holy Spirit because he was unconscious for almost 30 minutes. It was the doorway. Larry had accepted unconscious. I'm assuming that it was from the Holy Spirit because he was in a Christian church. Now let me hasten to add that I personally know the pastor involved. I do not I do have a piece that this man is a true servant of God. However, he did not test the spirits as he should. I also happen to know of at least two Satanists who are infiltrators in the church. What is to stop them from sending demons to produce? unconsciousness in the people who go forward for prayer, nothing unfortunately in his church. A combination of ignorance and a refusal to test the spirit uh, leaves the church wide open for their evil work. Larry was finally completely delivered again. About a month later he was forward again for prayer but his, this time he also prayed quietly and the pastor was praying and commanded any demon spirit present to be the, uh, bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Larry has not again accepted unconsciousness and has remained remind free of demons. We are always responsible before God to remain in control of our wills and minds. We ought to actively cooperate with the Holy Spirit and just as actively resist the devil. This war is real. At no time can ever permit ourselves to passive or let down our God. Our enemy is mighty, incredibly intelligent. and and a master deceiver. Profession of Faith This is a common practice in most churches, especially the fundamentalistic ones. In this practice, people desiring to become church members go forward to the front and repeat a profession of faith. Any satanist can easily repeat a profession of faith. I consider this practice a dangerous one for two reasons. First, as I said above, any satanist can repeat or read a profession of faith. Secondly, any unsaved person can do the same. If a person cannot without any prompting state clearly why he believes he is saved, then he probably doesn't understand the concept well enough to be saved in the first place. Jesus said that we are ashamed of him before men that he would be ashamed of us before his father anyone wanting to become a church member should be able to clearly state his faith in a sworn verse before the congregation if he cannot do this small thing before other christians how can he ever stand against our enemy or witness to the lost world be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour us prayfully and humbly follow Peter's Good Advice. Who was like him? Lion and the lamb seated on the throne. Mountains bow down every ocean rose to the Lord of hosts. There'll be victory in the camp At the shout of El Shaddai Every enemy will flee From the fire in his eyes Every captive will be free In the zeer of Jubilee When we hear the shout of El Shaddai When we hear the shout of Shaddai in his name. The powers of darkness tremble, Jericho tumbles down to the floor in his name. The chains of death are broken. Lord, have us for your power, right? We have overcome by the name and the blood of the Lamb of God. Every wall must fall, every knee must bow to the Lord of all. There'll be victory in the camp, at the shout of the Shaddai. Every enemy will flee, from the fire in his eyes. Every captive will be free, in the zeer of Jubilee, when we hear the shout of Yo Shedai. When we hear the shout of Yo Shedai. When we hear the shout of Yo Shedai. Hello, everyone. This is Manoj Prabhu signing in once again. I'm ready to now go one step up in my career by giving guest lectures and seminars on various topics. People of universities, colleges, schools can approach me to give guest lectures on various topics such as banking, software, management, music, spirituality and entrepreneurship. I'm ready to give quality seminars in these areas. This may become life-changing events if uh, pupils listen to these seminars from me. Uh, The costs are negotiable according to the place and content where the seminars are delivered. Thank you. Improving Your Thinking Charismatic Cabbage or Creative Christian we have made our counter-attack by using the sword of the word of God, and we have responded to that nudge from our revitalized conscience but as we saw earlier that isn't enough to start winning the battle, we need now to build the basis of victory from our success in the skirmish. We cannot simply stand in, to, in no man's land with our spot limb at our side, our minds are neutral and expect to survive the enemy's next shot. God's aim for everyone is wholeness, not emptiness. Unfortunately some of us as Christians have a problem simply because our minds are empty. We have a, a very precarious foothold on success if a mind or a vacuum remember our verse as man thinks so he is. Vacuous mind, vacuous man. Television is the enormous entertainment success. It is because so many people are actually happy to be mindless. We are society increasingly dominated by visual stimuli as people are content to crash out after work and absorb house of television. Statistics on the house children watch are frightening. It has enormous power for shaping people's thinking. As he has said before, even the general moral climate quoted in the many soaps and comedies begins to change our view of what is and what is not acceptable it's not just soaps either for example if David Attenborough on television says confidently that uh, this is how things evolved millions of years ago and shows us some fascinating and beautiful wildlife that is for the vast majority no further argument end of debate they have seen it not on the telly it must be true it's the same essentially for many people who work to a background of radio, switch it on, switch, switch off the mind, even DJ's have philosophies of life that will inevitably flavor their chatter. Many of us are just mindless absorbers, we let others do our thinking for us. We do not bother to question their values of their arguments. Many teachers will tell you how endemic this is in our children. They note the, that more and more students seem unable to ask the questions, why? Year by year, their minds have been in neutral. The push-button society has given them incredible ability to manipulate data in computer systems, for instance, but they still have to be trained after think. For those involved, say, in the media, the challenges on offer environment they are in are full of excitement and continually stretching. But for us who sit at home and absorb with the empty minds with a vacuum waiting to be filled, it can be devastating to our progress and renewing the mind if you are insufficiently discerning. This is not an issue of IQ levels or general intellect. This is simply about Christians taking hold of the life goddess for them because. We are born again uh, because we are right with God, because we have a purpose and a destiny. We should be uh, those who do not dissipate their lives and trivial pursuits and mindless inactivity. As yourself question, how creative am I? You can meet teenagers whose lives are computer games and television, have 5 minutes of conversation with with you, they are finished. It is not because they are naturally dull conversationalists, but they have uh, become dull in their minds. Whatever your age, we can look at and evaluate our leisure time in the same way. Be honest, how different are you? The hallmark of church these days should be creativity. We should be uh, rich together in our hospitality, in our know, serving one another, in creativity. We should be those. Whose accomplishments more than matches our um, matches our ability. perish the word potential. Fulfill your potential in Christ. One way forward for many of us is to read more. Uninformed Christians are so boring. Some used to read more widely, and we were more informed before they were born again. Now they have become dull and have drifted down to the general level. You were created with the ability to think, dream and imagine and to be expressive with their creativity, go to it. Fulfill your potential. So let the purpose to make progress. How can we turn our whole thought process for good? How can we build our counterattack and begin to fill our minds with the positive thoughts of a vibrant Christian life. Remember Proverbs 23.7 again, if your mind is filled with godly things, you are going to start making those new godly tracks and you are going to be more like Jesus. So many Christians, as we have seen, are dominated by a negative pessimistic lifestyle. They never take on new challenges or make any particularly identifiable progress. Uh, God didn't create us like animals, just moving by instinct. We have the ability to create, to imagine, and to achieve. Our renewed minds can open the way forward for us to fulfill our potential. There are Christians who have paths ahead of them mapped out by God, where they will be mightily effective for human society. But they are trapped by unrenewed minds in a vacuum of ever-present potential. Churches are often described as having greater potential. We need to be those on a crusade to turn potential into reality. Paul says uh, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in us. The reality of this verse is mind-blowing. Even as we think about things as our minds are involved in godly issues, so he is able to do all that we are thinking and more as we ask things of him he is able to do all things we ask and more. More exciting uh, uh, still is that he doesn't do these things out there but scripture is clear that the power is within us, He he operates within you and me to achieve these things. This is not the power of positive thinking, it is not willpower. it is the power of God which is fully able. And fully able to do beyond our thoughts and requests. Yes we are limited in our thinking and wisdom and God's ways are so much higher than ours but that is uh, this incredible mystery that God gets right behind our godly thoughts and requests with his almighty power. The object of renewing your mind is to unclutter your thinking to clear the ground of the enemy's attack so that you can hear the thoughts of God in your mind. We fulfill our Potential as we begin to hear and respond to the voice of God in our minds. When we are transformed from the world and renewed in our thinking, we will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. Jesus says, My sheep present to my voice. That voice is not some distinguished but we strain to hear on the wind from distant fields. It is actually quite clear and strong but we have been cluttered up with enemy voices and the sound of battle, so we have no, fo- not found it easy to pick out God's voice. Get rid of the clutter and God's voice is clearer. Then the way is open for us to do and to achieve in our Christian life. Above the levels we can even imagine in a, uh, at the moment. Of course, you will make mistakes, know that. Now get used to the idea and be ready to pick up yourself and press on. The disciple made plenty of mistakes. Jesus didn't sack them all, the, uh, all and replace them with a new group of twelve who were more holy and more pers- perceptive. He just corrected, encouraged and sent them off again. Next time you are praying in a small group of situations, ask God to give you his thoughts about someone in your group. Don't just pray a nice... Evangelical prayer. Speak up what God has said in your mind. This is not uh, not a toy to play with. This is the power of God in your life. For the extension of his kingdom, we need to act on the thoughts to fulfill our potential. I remember a lunchtime evangelistic meeting where I fell into conversation with a man who was obviously very bitter and angry. Uh, and denying the existence of God. We were so into an amazing debate about who was before God and if he did exist and whether I exist or you exist. A, a figment of uh, my imagination or both how orange is this chair? What do we mean by orange? If Adam stubbed a stove who would it have hurt etc the whole works but all the time a voice in my mind a thought in my brain was insistent louder and louder it came that this man had been put out of fellowship in a church because of something he has done when he left I turned to the man next to me who knew him and said that was hard work wasn't it his reply left me stunned when you know why he was asked to leave his church five years ago because he wouldn't repent for his adultery. He went off in a storm of bitterness. What might have happened? And he acted on the thought and fulfilled my potential in that situation. Watch out God at work. Let us pack this up with Philippians 2.13. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. God is a God is at work in your mind. He is transforming your thinking. Cooperate with Him. Work with Him because it is He who is causing you as respond to fulfill His good purpose in you. Wisdom, knowledge and discernment are all vital today if and as Christians we are going to be effective in impacting our generation. All three are promised in Scripture and all three operate in our thinking a renewed mind thinks wise thoughts and knowledge helps you to apply them the clearer you you're thinking the more discerning you will become in the many complex situations that you find yourself these attributes are not for spiritual spiritually elite, but for all who will allow their potential to be harnessed by god many of us think god's, god's thoughts without even being fully aware of it, find out, reach out, step out, you will be amazed. No one can do it for you and you cannot do it for others. You can't read it in a book or watch it on a video. It is in, in the end you simply have to step out yourself and what you believe God is saying to you. What a tragedy it is that uh, in most of our churches it is only a nucleus of people a very small proportion of the membership who actually allow themselves to be stretched in this way will you join them there will be opportunities in some groups and meetings in our street and over our uh, garden fence God may speak to you about people of about projects he will teach you about circumstances and events and call you on new things step out God is at work in you and more out uh, and more minds are in you the more confident we will become. A person who is thinking like this is hardly mindless or vacuous. He or she is beginning to discover how improved thinking is fulfilling their potential in Christ. You will be stretched, and you will, and your gifting will be both more apparent and more fruitful. Watch out! God is at work. Allah, Allah, Allah. Pallagiram, Pallagiram. Kodi கோடி yandangal, எல்லா திசையிலும் segilum poralai, வெளி vanile, nila d sunan rodaniaman the first Pirun Jodi alla alla alla, of the Sulla daver lagi num, pola daver lagi num, daver mila Ya maba ya m, kedar cibaban, Allah Allah Allah. Nih ye saran ina jaranam, nain palapirai sehida kalik tu nai nadi bandin, bage ti raba da mau rat pirundun, maladik ti ye nigit visum tamir kabi zai Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Prayer. I have had many people write and ask me about prayer. I am not an expert, and uh, there are many good books already written on the subjects. So I'm just going to share with you a few of the personal lessons I have learned. I know that many are called by God into a specific ministry of intercessory prayer. Please let me make it clear that it, this is not my own personal calling. Also, I hasten to add that God works with each individual as an individual. We will develop your own methods of prayer. There are no rules as to how to pray except that we are to make our request to our Heavenly Father in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. We are commanded to pray. We do not. We are sinning. With these thoughts in mind, let me share just a few things with you. My prayer life flows directly out of my personal moment by moment. Relationship with the Lord in the book, He came to set the captive free as well as in this one. I try to describe my growing relationship with the Lord. I totally committed my life to Jesus Christ as making Him my master. In addition to my Savior, during my first year in medical school, Uh, The next three years of medical school were uh, used by the Lord to train me to hear Him speak that to me through my spirit and thereby to bring me into a close relationship with Him. As many relationships with the Lord grew, so did my prayer life. I developed the habit of talking to uh, to the Lord continuously throughout the day. You see, as I mentioned in the previous chapter, everyone has a continuous thought life. I decided to turn my thought life into a continuous conversation with the Lord. Uh, being human, of course, I'm not always totally consistent, but uh, I am devastated if I do not hear the Lord speak to me several times a day. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching unto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Ephesians 6.18 Pray without ceasing. I believe this type of conversational thinking, prayer thought uh, throughout the day is uh, one way in which we fulfill these uh, scriptural commands. My former prayer times are in the early morning before starting the day's activities and frequently at night often the Lord will awaken me during the night and will get up and spend an hour or two in prayer. These are special and precious times for me. These formal prayer times are spent often on my knees or on my face before the Lord but many times I simply play, pray as I sit outside watching a sunrise or a sunset with The Lord. I guess what I'm trying to emphasize in the uh, in the fact that we have a God of great variety and flexibility. We can pray uh, in many different ways, postures, and situations. During my formal times in prayer, I have learned to simply do what the scriptures say. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of the grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews four sixteen. I rarely have a scriptural experience spiritual experience when i literally experience being before the throne of god i simply stand on faith that that is where my spirit is scripture says so that's good enough for me it's interesting during my formal prayer times the lord rarely speaks to me he usually does so at various times throughout the day during my daily activities i don't go through any sort of ritualistic prayer at any time I simply talk to the Lord as I would uh, talk to anyone else. Only, much more respectfully, of course. I have had a number of people ask me why I refer to the Lord simply as Father. Much of the time, this is because I talk to Him almost continuously, and I find it very awkward to say something like the Father or Heavenly Father all the time. I do not feel I'm being is respectful by saying simply father i do not call any other being in the heaven or the earth by this name this is also an obedience true jesus christ call no man your father upon the earth for one is your father which is in the heaven matthew 29 many times people ask me how i pray for your protect our protection food bills etc my answer is i don't i have already come coordinated with God for them and I see no need to waste his time and my own by praying for things already covered in that covenant. It is my business to walk in obedience to the Lord and it is his business to provide for me and guide me. I also frequently pray about a particular matter when he wants. The Lord has an excellent memory. When he gives me a specific burden to pray daily about something, I do so otherwise I bring a matter before him. Once and then leaving there, it is his business to work it out in his own time and in his own way. I have no, uh, not found begging, pleading or badgering accomplish anything except push me out of the will of the God and tend to break my fellowship with him. Saturn stands before the throne of the God and accuses us and petitions God for People almost continually have learned to ask the Lord to alert me when Satan is petitioning him for someone or something within the sphere of my work and ministry. The Lord faithfully does so. As soon as I know, I simply go before the Father and in the name of the Jesus. Counter-petition Alas, Satan Satan can do so much because God's people don't bother to counter-petition is reckless. Some nights I... Uh, spent an entire night on my knees uh, wrestling with the lord for a blessing such as jacob did i described the experience in which i learned the principle in chapter three these times are spent reading the scriptures pondering on the things of the god uh, and talking with the lord i don't know how to tell you just i what uh, what i say i simply talk and listen Many times I feel a heavy burden for a particular person or situation but I don't really know just how to pray about it. It is at the times like these that I am so very thankful uh, for the steady intercessory work of the Holy Spirit. I simply ask the Holy Spirit to intercede for me and pray as is best in the situation. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we No, not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with the groanings, which cannot be acted. And he that uh, searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the uh, is the mind of a Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Romans 8, 26-27 this brings up an important point we must always seek to do, uh, to follow the lord's prayer father that will be done on the earth as it is in the heaven so many times we make a, a adamant demands of lord to work out a particular situation a particular way or uh, when our ways the wrong way often what the same to be good or, or to us is not good to the lord i am sure that many times the lord gives people the request because of their continued begging and pleading when the thing they request is not actually what is best for them, in the Lord's eyes. Consequently, they suffered loss. In the again, this is particularly uh, true in cases of illness and death. How many times do people beg and beg for, beg the Lord for the life of a sick child, for instance, when perhaps the Lord wants to take him or her home, home to prevent the child's intense suffering in the future? How many times does the Lord want to take one of His servants home to prevent them? from falling away from him in the future. We may not always assume that continued life is best. We must be careful to always say, Father, Thy will be done. The story of King Isaiah is an example of this and one who uh, we would do Went to study soberly and prayerfully. Hezekiah had served the Lord faithfully during his life. Then one day he became ill. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him, and said unto him, Thus said the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, Remember the now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that with, uh, which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept so. 2 Kings twenty one three. The Lord heard Hezekiah's prayer and saw his many tears, so he spent the prophet back to him with the message. I have heard the prayer and I have seen the tears. Behold, I will heal thee and I will uh, add unto thy days 15 years. Now, our first reaction to this answer is probably something like, what a wonderful example of God's mercy An answer to the prayer of a righteous man. But it was Hisaika request uh, what was really good in God's eyes I would say that the next 15 years of his life showed that it was not. Two major things happened. First Isaiah became proud and welcomed visitors from the king of Babylon and showed them all of his treasures then there was nothing in the house nor in all his dominion that Isaiah showed them not then came Isaiah the prophet unto his king Isaiah and said unto him What said these men, and from whence came they unto thee? And Isaiah said, They are come from a far country, even from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in uh, thine house? And Isaiah answered, All these things that are in my house have uh, they seen. There is nothing among my treasure that I have not showed them. And Isaiah said unto Isaiah, Hear the word of the Lord, behold, the days come, that all that is in thine home, and that which they fathers have laid up in store unto this day, shall be carried into Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith the Lord. And of thy sons that shall issue from thee, which uh, thou shalt uh, bigot shall they take away, and they shall be enunciated in, in the place of the king of Babylon. Second Kings 20 13, 18 but this wasn't all during the 15th year period. His psycho also had a son called Manasseh. Here is what Manasseh did after his father's death and Manasseh seduced them to do more evil than did the nations for whom the Lord destroyed before the children of Israel. Moreover, Man- uh, Manasseh shed innocent blood very much till he had Jerusalem from one end to another 2 Kings 21 9 16 as a result of Manasseh's actions the Lord brought judgment upon Israel the Lord spake by his servants and prophets, saying, because Manasseh king of judah judah had done these abominations and had done wickedly above all the Amorities did which were which were before him and had made judah also to sin with his idols Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing such evil upon Jerusalem and Judah, that whosoever heareth of it, both his uh, ears shall tingle. Second Kings 21, 10, 12 The last fifteen years of Isaiah's life are summed up in Chronicles, but Isaiah ended not against according to the benefit done unto him. Referring to the Lord's extending in his life, for his heart was lifted up, therefore there was war upon him and upon Judah and Jerusalem, 2nd Chronicle 32.25. It is possible the Lord wanted to take Ezekiah's home merely because he could see into the future and know all the evil that could result if Ezekiah continued to live. We should not be quick to always assume we know what is best. Nor should we always begin to beg to beg the Lord to answer our desires. We must learn to always seek the Lord to find out his uh, first choice for us. Then humble ourselves under his almighty hand and freely accept his will for us. I frequently pray ask, uh, asking the Lord to look ahead into the future to see if at some future point, I will fall and bring disgrace to his name. This is my earnest request that he, he kill me and take me home to prevent such a thing. I am continually amazed at the amount of assuming God's people do, assuming that they know what is best and what they should request and even demand the Lord in every situation. I learned this lesson fairly Early in my walk with the Lord, I was associated with a Christian pastor who had a wife who had been bedfast fast with illness for years. I prayed earnestly every day asking the Lord to rise up as wife and heal her. Finally, one day the Holy Spirit spoke to me very clearly and firmly saying, Woman, uh, you know not what you ask and you are not asking in wisdom. If I heal this man's wife, uh, she will rise up and destroy his ministry stop asking for a healing. here ever since then, i continually pray asking the lord to have his will in every situation i use a home as a center out of which i minister i have had a steady uh, stream of people staying with me in my home for the past seven years i had been uh, my it had been my experience that When I am having difficulties with someone in my home through their rebellion or whatever, the most effective way of dealing with the situation is to get on my face before the Lord and ask Him to deal with me. Almost always the the Holy Spirit shows me some area of my life which is not totally pleasing Him as I deal deal with that area. I find that the Lord is uh, then free to deal with the problem in the other person's life. Without my effort, having to talk to him, if someone is living in active, open sin, then I'm responsible as the head of my household to speak to him about it and uh, deal with the situation. But concerning matters of the heart, as I call them such a rebellion, anger, etc., the Lord has taught me that it is much better to ask the Holy Spirit to deal with the person in these areas, instead of uh, talking to them myself, you see usually anger and many other emotions are largely defense mechanisms and unconsciously by a person because of the terrible insecurity the Holy Spirit is only uh, one I know of who can convict someone of their wrongness in these areas without destroying them I believe this is the meaning of the scripture which says and above all things have fervent charity love among yourselves for charity shall cover the multitude of sins 1 peter 4 8. if we truly love someone and they don't do many things with which irritate us we will get us get on our face before the lord and ask god to deal with us so that we can fulfill the conditions of the love charity suffereth long and it and is kind is not easily provoked 1 corinthians 13 4, 5 As he stay humbly in the prayer before the Lord, then he will be free to flow through us and around us to work in the lives of other people. The Lord taught me a lesson in this area some, some years ago. Christians put so much Ephesians on, always having the right thing to say, say or pray. One day I learned how important it is to simply be in steady obedience and communion with the Lord. Keep our mouths shut and let the Holy Spirit do the work. Several years ago, I have uh, spent some time sharing the gospel with a uh, couple whom uh, I will call Cindy and Don. They were living together, but we are not ma- uh, but were not married. And Don had a problem with alcoholism. Whenever Don started to drink, he went into uncontrollable rages which often ended in a suicide attempt. Nothing I said to him uh, seemed to get through to him to show him this this need of a savior and deliverance. I had a fast and prayed for both Cindy and Don on more than one occasion. One evening, Cindy called me terribly upset. She told me that uh, Don had been Drinking and was in a suicidal rage. She wanted to uh, bring him over to our house. I told her she could. That was one of the rare evenings. I had free and in line, and I was uh, simply sitting enjoying some praise music and doing some needlework. Cindy and Don arrived in a few minutes, and Don immediately started shouting and pacing the floor in a very agitated manner. The Lord told me to just be still and let him handle the situation. So I did. Cindy came over to me and uh, after a few minutes and said, "Aren't you going to pray or say something to Don? "No, I have already asked the Lord what I what to do." And he told me to just be silent and let uh, him handle the situation. So come and sit here with me and listen to the music. Dawn placed the floor for over and Howard. Then suddenly he sat down in a chair and asked me for a couple of co- cup of coffee. I really got up and went into the kitchen and fixed it one uh, for him. Then uh, we, all, uh, we all sat in a silence another hour. Finally Don looked up at us rather sheepishingly and said, I know that I have been in sin and uh, that uh, what I really need is the Lord. Would you girls be willing to pray with me and keep me find the Lord? The Holy Spirit showed me so powerfully through the incident how important it is that we simply be obedient a willing vessels walking in close fellowship with him as we do this he is then free to flow through and around us when all is said and done only the holy spirit can convict the sin and the need of a savior only the holy spirit knows what is in each heart and what is really needed in each situation. Since that time, I have more and more frequently had the privilege of just sitting back and allowing the Holy Spirit to take care of the person, or situation in which uh, I find myself. If we stay in uh, close prayer and in communication with the Lord, we will be ves- uh, vessels through which He can work without ever having to open our mouths. I think that is wonderful. Protein Through the years since I first got involved in this ministry, the Lord has shown me that the drain on our physical bodies resulting from our spirits battling on the spiritual battlefield is a peculiar one. Spiritual battling results in an acute loss of protein from our physical bodies. If you are not careful to increase our intake of high-quality protein during times of intensive spiritual battle, we will become weak. The scriptures have much to say on this subject. Ever since God's covenant with the Noah's which he gave Noah the animals to eat. Saturn and his demons have been trying to stop humans from eating meat it is interesting to note that today's Hindus and many other eastern regions, all of which are forms of demon worship believe that the success of either a medium or an adept uh, whose powers come from the demons possessing them depends on the presence in their bodies of a subtle fluid called akasha which is uh, soon exhausted and without which the demons are unable to act this fluid the Hindus say may be regenerated only by a vegetarian diet and chastity. All of the new age teachings, especially the teaching of yogis, emphasize vegetarianism. Uh, Yogis say that the vibrations of meat are harmful and will decrease spiritual sensitivity. A multitude of supposed scientific reasons are put forth in all sorts of media teaching that the eating of meat is harmful. None of this can be backed up by the scriptures. Unfortunately, a large portion of the Christians are accepting these teachings by The emphasis on vegetarianism by Saturn's Kingdom. If we stop to think a moment, we will see that the final straw, so to speak, uh, which brought about God's judgment in the flood, was the intercourse uh, occurring between humans and demons. Genesis chapter six. I do not believe it was any ancient, uh, sorry, accident that God told Noah to start eating meat after the flood. He knew the uh, spiritual battle Noah and his descendants would have to go through the, to keep demons from controlling them and their lives. As he study the Old Testament and the laws God gave to this people, the children of Israel, we find that the spiritual wa- uh, warriors of those days were the Levites of Israel. Their duties, sorry, the, their dieties, uh, were clearly high in beef and lamb. If beef is so harmful then why did abraham prepare beef for god himself to eat when he came to visit him abraham would obviously prepare the best he had see genesis 18 1-7 if we look at the various spiritual values of re- renown in the old testament we will find that every time before they engaged in a great battle god prepared them with the eating of meat for instance Elijah, please note the menu provided for him personally by the Lord during his period of preparation of justice for he faced all the prophets of Baal. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook-cherry that is before Jordan. And it shall be that uh, thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have a... Uh, commanded the ravens to feed them the, uh, there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Chiri, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh, uh, meat, in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. Kings seventeen twenty 6 The Lord speaks very directly through Paul to this point uh, in the New Testament. Now the spirit speaketh expressly that uh, in the later times uh, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking likes and hypocrisy, having their conscience uh, uh, seared with the hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God had created to be received with uh, thanksgiving of them which believed and know the truth for every creature of god is good and nothing to be refused if it is if it be received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of god and prayer i have searched the medical literature carefully and despite all the publicity there there simply are no good studies that uh, conclusively show the red meat is harmful please note i am referring to the lean meat not the fact which the lord told the israelites not to eat when He gave them the law through Moses. In fact, much work has been done showing the merits of protein supplements in a very wide range of illness, but Saturn has such control of medical field that it is extremely difficult to get the average physician to pay any attention to the merits and the necessity of protein. If you will stop to evaluate, you will find that the bottom line in any health food teaching or fact is the abstinence abstinence from meat. This is no no accident. This is a carefully masterminded plan by Saturn because he knows very well that the protein needs of body have and the tremendous protein drain caused by involvement in spiritual warfare. If Saturn can keep God's warriors from eating meat, he can uh, cause much weakness and illness among them. From the lack of protein, the physical body rapidly loses its ability to fight infections. When deprived of protein. Many people die unnecessarily in these days of modern medicine because their doctors don't supplement their protein intake. During times of intense battling, we often find it necessary to eat meat at least twice daily. If we do not, we rapidly lose strength and often become physically ill. I have worked with many people who Uh, when under intensive attacks by witchcraft, became excessively weakened and even ill. Simply because they did not know about God's simple principles regarding the needed protein intake, all of them very much improved when they increased the amount of meat in their diets. I have also worked with people who were unable to keep the demons out uh, after a complete deliverance because they persisted in maintaining a vegetarian diet. They simply didn't have the strength necessary to keep the demons out. If you are having trouble getting someone completely delivered or in helping them to keep the demons out of out afterwards, don't forget to ask them about their diet. If they are vegetarian, they will have grave difficulties keeping the demons out. Prolonged fast during a period of heavy spiritual warfare unless directly commanded by God can be very dangerous. We must fast as the Lord directs us, but my experience is uh, has been that the lord has commanded me not to fast during the times of intense spiritual battle i have known a number of people who became excessively weakened on a prolonged fast during a time of intense warfare and ended up victims of demonic attack if you are involved in a spiritual battle i would caution you to be very sure of the lord's guidance regarding a fast don't let satan throw guilt on you to Make you fast when the Lord really doesn't want you to fast. This wise for people who have been through a difficult time of deliverance to eat a diet very high in high quality protein for several weeks after the deliverance. The ripping and the tearing of tearing by demons prior to leave the body creates unseen physical damage. Increasing the protein intake will allow healing to occur more quickly. The whole area of spiritual warfare is a, a very deep and dangerous one. We must stay close to our precious captain and follow his orders day by day. As long as we follow and obey Jesus Christ, he will see us safely through all the battles. Shri Salakare Ungurilah terimaan Virakal, makanan yang datuk berjaga, kata ni berjaga, niscaya datang perbandaran berjaga, pon rasapan negatifnya. Ini dayanai pera, injer anukubir, Sri Raja Santi terimaan Letham <laughs> Letampeti <laughs> Street, Manjeko Kadalur Kadalu phone seven four zero two five two five zero six nine. Kurainda baca, kurainda wasari, idwe engal taraga mandiram, even urmiyalar, macchumelaalar, Sri Raja Santi terimaan makal, Manjeko pam, माता उनको विल मानी दी बम ये चीनी माता उनको विल Mada unko ilil, mani di bangi cini, tayang un nai Mada, mada मैं पंगला வரிமாருமே. वरी मारू मैं मैं पंगला धमंदी वरी मारू मैं Kanye machava macha vamada, madavun ko vil, manidhi bhamge chini. Kaival gillada jivan, kanye கண்ணிரிலே கரைக் கண்டிலாத ஓடம் தண்ணிரிலே அருள் தரும் திருச்சபை மனியோசை கேக்குமோ மாதா மாதாவுன் கோவிலில் மனி தீபம் கேச்சினே பில்லை பேராத பெின்மை தாயானது பில்லை பேராத பெண்மை தாயானது அன்னை மகனை தாலாட்டுது கத்தரின் கட்டலை நான்ன், என்ன சொல்வது மாதா மாதா உன் கோவிலி மனிதிபம் ஏச்சினிேன் தா உன்னைத்தான் பில்லைக்கு காட்டினேன் மாதா மாதா உன் Mani I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high over wells and hills, when all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils, beside the lake beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze. Continuous as the stars shine and wrinkle on the Milky Way, they stretch a never ending line along the margin of a bay. Then saw I at a glance a singer and springly dance. The waves beside them. That's but they outdid the sparkling waves and glee A poet could not but be gay in such a jocund company I gazed and gazed but little thought What wealth the show to me had brought. For often on my couch I lie In vacant or in pensive mood They flash upon that inward eye Which is the bliss of solitude and then my heart with pleasure fills, And dances with the daffodil. I was angry with my friend, I told my what, my what it end. I was angry with my foe, I told it not, my what did grow. And I watered it in fears, Night and morning, with my tears. And I stand with smiles, And with soft, deceitful wiles, And it grew both day and night, Till it bore an apple bright. And my foe beheld it shine, and he knew that it was mine. And into my garden stole, when the night had waned the pole, in the morning glad I see my foe outstretched beneath the tree. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. (Sessing) Allahu la ilaha illahu valhai yulkayyum Lathak hudhuhu shina tauvalanam Lahuma vissa ma vati vama fillal Mantalladi yashpahu Intahu illa biyatinihi. Yahlamu ma bayna Aitihum hum ba ma kalbahum. Wala min yilmihi illa bi ma sha'a. Vasya kursi yukil samawati wal arru wala yahuduhu Hif furuhima wahu wal aliyul Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Rahman, Rahim, Malik Ya Madi. IYAKANA buduba IYAKANA STAYYEE HIK DINA SHIRAATIL MUSTAKEEEM SHIRAATIL LAZINA AN AMTA ALLEYHIM GHAYRIL MAGDUBI ALAYHIM VAH Hello, everybody. I want to share some uh, important notes to you all. Uh, there is some problem in the payments of uh, Anchor into my account. So, uh, please transfer uh, your valuable donations or money to the following account number with IFSC code the account number is 110002831755 once again 110002831755 and the ifsc code is cnr b0001250 cnr b 0001250 please transfer your funds to this bank account number thank you